In this episode, I'm going to share some expert tips, real ones here, of how to drive fast in the wet in 2021 and how it can make or break your career. race drivers this is enzo with the race driver coach show and i've had a few questions as you can imagine on driving technique you're a driver coach you talk about mindset you talk about how to train the brain you talk about sponsorship and business and career but can we talk about driving techniques of course we can because that's how i started in the sport you you just like any other coach you race for a while, you start to coach about the actual breaking points, how to drive fast and get a lap time. But then obviously I moved into personal performance and human development. So yeah, I'll bring it back. And what better time? You saw in the spa race yesterday where Russell got P2 in qualifying because it was wet. And obviously there's, there's, in the domain, the public domain, there's all these things about how to take a wet line, you know, how to drive in the wet and all these techniques, but none of them really cover the bits that are in the middle or at the begin, the invisible skills that you need and the knowledge you need to be fast in the wet. So, and we saw it on display. So you won't get this stuff anywhere else really, but this is the kind of stuff I'll go through when I'm working with high level drivers and it's learning enough them. It's learning enough the ones that are really good. What do they do different that the, to the other drivers that are finishing third and fourth and fifth onwards in the wet? The ones that can put it on pole by a second or three tenths as it was the other day with but Max Verstappen. But Russell is obviously good at it. So there's five things. I've just whittled it down to five main things that I really want to communicate to drivers that are racing out there that want to be good in the wet. Um, because these things are vital. You can drive the correct line of what you think you should do and staying off the rubber and all this stuff. But if you don't know what I'm going to tell you now, it might not work very well because you've got to be more intelligent. There's more to it to fill out and color in all the picture to be fast in the wet. You've got to know these five things as well. Okay. There's just the lines and we will cover that a bit. Firstly, number one is the importance of being good in the wet on this show. We cover the bits that really help you succeed, right? The things that people don't talk about, and like, guys, this is how so-and-so succeeded. This is how you can do it. And there's certain aspects like leading a team, like being able to perform on demand, like uh, coming back from a bad run when you've had bad results and it's having the mindset to actually overcome that and still be at your best and turn the season around. These things are critical for a career. Another one, another big one that we look for, if you're a talent scout or you're an F1 junior program or anybody who's looking for quick drivers, you wanna know who is quick in the wet. It's really important. Now, just imagine, right? Before this weekend, everyone knew that George Russell, the spa weekend this is, George Russell's pretty damn good. He deserves a shot. He's gonna get a Mercedes, everyone knows that. But then when he puts it on P2 because it's wet, it stands out all of a sudden now he's really on the forefront of everybody's mind if he wasn't very good in the wet he was just pretty average he would have finished in an average position we wouldn't be talking about him it's vital that you are quick in the wet too many drivers ignore it 
have it as like, oh, I'm not really that good in the wet. Or, oh my God, it's raining today. I don't want to go out. So I've had drivers like this in the past and we had to revolutionize them. It's like, no, wet is going to be your strength. If you want to stand out in the in this industry where everyone looks the same pretty much, you've got to be good at this. The, the opportunities present themselves sometimes and that's where you need to execute. The wet is one of them. It's a leveler. If someone's in a better car, quite often you can outperform them in the wet if they're in a better car that's in the dry and keep dominating when it comes to the wet it's more about the driver skill okay setup which we'll talk about in a moment is also really important but if you are the kind of person who can excel while most people are crapping themselves and making mistakes you will stand out and sometimes you can have seasons that are like uh 10 rounds so you got 10 rounds 10 meetings and i would say 30 percent of them some seasons have been in the wet just randomly just seems like every time we go out, it's raining all the time. And if you're not good there, you've thrown a lot of the championship, a third of the championship away. Sometimes you have no rain or season, obviously, but you've got to be ready. So make sure that you put this as one of your areas to improve. Even if you're pretty good, keep improving. And that's what this video is about. You've got to keep improving because it's different now. The second thing, which I kind of alluded to, was wet lines are changing now. Believe it or not wet lines are actually changing on the bigger circuits on the circuits that the FIA has resurfaced with this new tarmac and this new tarmac is really compact you can see it here it's it's kind of finished it's like leveled off it's polished it's not very deep and it looks like it's got sealant over it and when you have this kind of surface which a lot of the new big circuits have the wet line then disappears because with an old track right just think about it this way. An old track has got jagged tarmac. It's quite deep. You can even fit your finger in some of, the, some of it if your finger was thin enough, but it goes deep, right? And the water goes through it and it channels. And it's quite grippy in the wet when you're on this old stuff. But the thing is on the race line, this jagged uh, tarmac over years compacts. It, it gets pushed down and it becomes a little bit shiny. And then you've got a bit of rubber on it because that's where people are running in the dry. So in the wet on an old school circuit, you stay off that line. You stay off the normal line. You break on the inside, you go deep and wide, and then you try and get a straight exit. So you got the power, you're putting the power down with less steering. All right. So you try and take a completely different line in the wet on a lot of the corners. Even high speed corners like Silverstone was pretty much wide everywhere. Um, but on the fast high speed ones where you think I'm pretty much forced to go on the normal line, you go about a meter off or two meters off and you still wins. Okay. Cause you're staying up. Now people say it's rubber. I have a personal belief that just like on the motorway, it's also tram lines. It's also cars are running there. They're, like I say, they push the tarmac down. So it's not as jagged, but on the outside it is. And it's there you want to be. However, the new tarmac is pretty cause it's new. It's pretty the same from left to right of the circuit. But also, it's that compact, you can't really push it much more down. So it seems like the, the rubber's not sticking to it as much as it did, if rubber's the reason we drive off the line, which everyone believes. But also, you go offline, you go online, it's similar. And we noticed this a few years ago in uh, F3, FIA F3. I took a driver there, I was with a driver there, and he is super fast in the wet, yet he wasn't near the top to start with. He's like, what's going on? I can beat all these douches in the wet, no problem. And then we noticed that they're all driving on the dry line around Barcelona in the wet. 
and it was working. P1 guy was just driving normal. So what the heck's going on here? And then we trick, it's, it's the new tarmac. It's the new type of tarmac. It doesn't matter if you're online, offline, or it doesn't matter as much. Depends on puddles and things, right? And if it was heavily rubbered before, of course. So that really was an epiphany. And since then, we've noticed that all these tracks that are getting resurfaced, it doesn't matter so much about the bloody line anymore. You take the line that gives you the best minimum speed and the shortest distance possible. If that doesn't work, then you can do a wide line, obviously. And there you are. And also, the white lines on the outside, the curbs, they used to be shiny. So if you touched them in the wet, that was it, game over. Now, they're super grippy. You rub your foot across the tarmac and where it touches the white line, it stops at the white line. It's like gritty. It's not perfect to use, but you can use them in the wet now. So they become part of the line. And you'll see in turn one um, at Spa, people were using the curb. And now you used to use the curb, obviously, sometimes in some corners to get the weight transference, heavier weight on the outside in a wet situation. The tire will go down into the tarmac more, fine. But they were using it and making it work, not getting any wheel spin on the exits that much, really, compared to what they used to. So I just want to say that all these wet line theories that people have got now, we've got to sort of rewrite the book at certain circuits. You go to old school circuits, still the same. You go to new ones, you're thinking, okay, if the tarmac's the same, the curbs are grippy, how do I take this corner now? And looking at last weekend at Spa, looking at analytics meets racing F1. Thanks for putting this up. Um, great little side-by-side -side of George Russell and Lewis Hamilton. Now, I want to show you what I'm talking about here. So looking at these side-by-side -side now, started the lap. They're both on the white line. If anything, Lewis is a little bit ahead. So going to the first corner, this is exact example of what I want to show you with old school wet line co uh, compared to new on this particular corner, La Source. Fairly similar line at the minute. Lewis is starting to come over to the left a little bit more. But what happens is George goes in tight while Lewis goes for this old school line. OK, so he goes off the rubber. He goes straight. We're on the curb with George Lewis, uh, sorry, George Russell at the minute, a bit slower on the minimum speed. You can see 10 kilometers, 11 kilometers difference, but it's a shorter line. So by the time you come out, you can see you can see the white wall on the white on the right with the red stripe there. That's where George is. Look how far Lewis is from there. What a loss. It's huge. So it just goes to show on a very classical corner like this, where it's a hairpin, where it's a no brainer, break tight, go deep onto the, the nice grippy tarmac on the outside and get straight coming out. No, not anymore. Just go in a little bit tighter, get in, use a little bit of curb and go because you're shorter distance. Even though you've lost the minimum speed, you're a shorter distance and you're out of there. And there's traction coming out, which is important. That's what used to stop us. When we came out of a corner, tight, <clears throat> in the wet, you couldn't put the power down in a rear-wheel drive front as well because it had just oversteer. But now the tarmac's changed, guys. So you've got to catch up with this. However, now let's look at a corner that George Russell takes the classical wet line and Lewis doesn't. Lewis takes a more drier line, if you like. Complete re roll reversal. So going to this corner, you can see the blue bridge there. Uh, Lewis is still behind at this moment coming towards it at the start of the actual entry curb on the left you can see how far lewis is from him now this is interesting george russell goes a bit wide he has a little bit of oversteer but doesn't really slow him down 120 is his minimum speed and he's on a wide line whereas 
Mr. Lewis Hamilton. He comes out, goes a bit like Lewis did, uh, sorry, a bit like Russell did in turn one. He goes in just a little bit tight, a tiny bit tighter than a dry, gets a, pretty much a dry line. His minimum is one, two, five. And then all of a sudden, Lewis is caught up. They're virtually neck and neck, not far behind. So I want you to keep this in mind. The new way of driving the wet is different to what it was four years ago, say, depending on the track. So you go to some circuits, it's fine, sort of like it has always been, but you go to the new ones or one that's been resurfaced, one that's got different types of curbs now, and you've got to ask yourself, has it changed? Who can answer that? You're the only person that can answer that, but you've got to make sure that you do your homework and when you're on the track, you find the grip. Which leads us into number three. The third thing I want to tell you is to have the confidence to try things each lap. This takes me back to when um, I was watching Verstappen in F3 at Hockenheim at the Mercedes corner. You've probably seen the corner, you've probably been there. Um, and I was coaching his teammates, so I was obviously watching his driving very closely because he was good in the wet. And I was watching him trying different lines, different things, different braking techniques, using the curb sometimes on the apex, even on the exit, trying the curb just to see if he could get away with it. It's like, oh, no, can't. Too much oversteer. Bring it back, try a different line. But he was constantly going, going, going. And then when it came to wet time, he's got to put a proper lap in now. Bang, he knew what to do. And then when it started to change the conditions it started to get a little bit of a dry line again he started experimenting where everyone else was just doing the same thing over and over and over again now i'm not bigging him up saying he's the best thing since sliced bread he's pretty damn good in the wet very good in the wet so you have to learn off these people and that skill of you having the confidence really to try things you know this corner's coming up now turn five i'm going to try something different i'm going to try and break on the left not go all the way to the right i'm going to try and do a deeper line like we saw in turn one or at the other corner in turn 14 some people call it stavolo some people call it campus um and you find out what works you check the data you check the video video is even better if you've got on board because you can see then side by side if it worked or not data sometimes is hard to read in the wet to give you the truth because of distance now remember this people distance is so important if you can go through a corner on a shorter line without losing too much speed, you know, lose a little bit, but not too much, it wins normally. Better than going on a wider line and you've got a little bit more minimum speed, but you've done like five meters more, unless you've got a long straight and you need the speed coming off it. It doesn't really work. Like even then, because you've got Eau Rouge, going back to the video, the side-by-side, -side, you've got Eau Rouge, right? So you've got the first corner, then you've got Eau Rouge, the fast one. It wasn't really a straight, so, that tiny bit of speed more that Lewis had coming out, it didn't really gain him anything because you drag it all out going up Eau Rouge. So each corner is so different, but this is why driving so difficult. It's not just break here, turn there, apex there, and, and put the power on on the apex. You as a driver have got to feel the difference. You've got to figure out if it's working or not. You've got to look at all these millimeter things of a corner to get it right. That's why driving is so difficult. This is, this is the kind of stuff you cannot work on the sim very well because it's feeling. You just know that you've just rotated the car well. And as soon as you feel you can unlock the wheel and put the power on, you do. But that's like intuitive. That's what you learn in the car. So just going back to this, make sure that you have the confidence to try things and not just sticking to the same thing, doing the same thing over and over and over again because you're never going to improve. It's up to the driver that goes out there and finds the grip. Be that driver.
The fourth thing is you must get your tire pressures right. Okay, this isn't driving technique, but this is still important in the wet. You have to have the correct tire pressures. If you're doing your own tire pressures, obviously you start to bleed the pressures out if it gets drier and you pump them up a little bit if it's staying wet or getting wetter. We had this happen twice in the last two years on the wrong side. The, the, the team basically went the wrong way because they thought it was going to dry up or they went the wrong way because they thought it was going to get wetter. It didn't. It went the opposite way. Even last time out with uh, Liam, DTM, same thing. Alex Albon went out with his pressures lowered. We went higher and it, it didn't work. So it, it made sense at the time because you're not sure what the weather's doing. But these kind of things make a difference. So take ownership as well and, and have a plan before you go in. Okay, guys, if it's going to go drier, what are we going to do to the setup? Because you do, you can have the driving skill of a god in the wet. But if you haven't got the grip because the pressures are wrong, the tire pressures are wrong, which changes the contact patch on the floor, obviously, and how it heats up, you're not going to have the grip. You can't put the power down. You can't brake late. You've got no minimum speed. No matter how good you are, you can't really bridge that gap. And the fifth one is how to drive in the spray. Believe me, you can't see a thing. You've probably experienced it. You cannot see a thing, especially in single seaters. You haven't got... <laughs> little wiper blades on your visor so you have to just run with it but when the car is kicking up all this water it's just a blanket you can barely see your hand just about see your hand because there's so much spray hitting and it's all bobbling on your visor obviously and it's probably misting on the inside that's another bad thing if you don't put anti-fog on the inside of your visor it can mist up um, and it can anyway so you leave a little crack of air trying to clear it right that's one thing but the spray this takes confidence. I remember my first F3 race. It rained. It rained hard. Uh, it's the second F3 race, actually. It was first meeting. Rained hard. So you're going down the straight. You can't see a thing. And I remember looking at the pit wall, trying to gauge when the corners come in, when to break. And it was scary. Not only you're controlling the car over the over the puddles, it's trying to wheel spin at 150. No, it wasn't that much. It's an exaggeration. 120 mile an hour, say 130 mile an hour. You you're really scared that someone's not going out flat out as you, and maybe you're going to hit them at the back end. It's so it's scary actually. It's like um, it's having the confidence to go flat out when you can't see what you can see. You can't see anything. So know your markers. As you do the track walk. Just if it looks like it's going to rain, say, okay, I can see that there is a 100-meter board. There's a 200-meter board. Fine. That's easy then. You know that it's coming. But if there isn't, it's a street circuit or just pick up some kind of marker that you know that the corner's coming. Because later on, when you're in the spray, it's going to be difficult to see. But please do have the confidence to stay quick. Otherwise, you know, if you, if you slow down, if you back out, you chicken out because you can't see where you're going – it can cause an almighty accident. You can't be the person that causes that accident. You've got to be the person who goes forward and probably has the accident. But no, you should be in a part of the grid where people do have that confidence. Drivers do have that confidence. You've got to. Otherwise, you'll, you'll, you'll just lose positions and cause an accident. So you've got to stay confident, even though you can't see anything. Just like race dri uh, rally drivers do. When it's dark and foggy, they switch the lights off very often. And they just go off the notes that their co-driver is telling them. There's trees, there's cliffs, and they switch the lights off in the dark. It's like, guys, this is unbelievable. But it's bouncing back so much they can't see anything anyway. It's a distraction. Maybe they can pick things up if they lower the lights or switch them off. It's scary, but that's 
the kind of thing that's the kind of extent you go you literally when you're in a race you literally think i am pretty much aware of the fact that i might lose my life right now but i'm willing to i'm willing to lose my life for that position that's when you find out who's got what it takes it's you're not some kamikaze guy or girl it's just i'm willing to go all out for the result to win to be the best just to keep racing this is what is very addictive in motorsport this is probably what you're in it for it's being all out there fighting and going for the win being in the race having spray in your face that tests your commitment but i just want to know that i want you to know and get ready for this and plan for it as much as you can obviously you can pull out you can pull out of the the spray all the time no problem down the straight see where you are acclimatize let the visor lose all its all its the, the bubbles on top come back in and in you go but you are going to race a lot of the race blind that's why a lot of overtaking doesn't happen because you can't really see where the car is in front apart from the flashing light sometimes you can't see that so that's another thing so there's lots of little things that i say that color or, or fill in the gaps of how to be good in the wet there's so many but just just so you know now i want you to really take on you must be good you've got to train it even if you get on a car track train 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 You've got to understand how to set the car up, you know, with everything, the, the pressures and stuff, what you want to get the grip. Understand that the new circuits are different or might be different. So you've got to test it. You've got to test it. You've got to have the confidence to test it. And you've got to have the confidence to race without seeing where you're going. These are the things. Now we're talking about how to be a champion. These are the kind of things I work with on a driver when they're at high level, making sure they tick those boxes. You make sure you tick those boxes. Be fast in the wet. Stand out take these opportunities because they don't come very often but when they do just like vettel did back in toro rosso days and just like uh russell did at spa you've got to showcase so be prepared for those moments they can be career changers see you next time